0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: You're live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Graham Williams. It's your show dedicated to everything about uh, the app world. We all use smartphones now. We'll be talking about some of the latest and greatest uh, apps for iPhones, Android phones, and also tablets, smart TVs, and much, much more. On today's program, what can you expect? Well, of course, later on in the show, we'll be talking about what's streaming on Netflix and Amazon Prime and Crave TV. We'll also be doing the latest tips for you, everything from iPhone and Facebook tips to fitness and crazy apps of the week. And of course, we have our regular Hot 5 app countdown. This week, it's the Hot 5 do-it-yourself help apps, which I think is uh, pretty cool. And uh, we'll also be uh, chatting... uh, to a developer, a Canadian developer that's trying to help uh, develop an app uh, to help uh, opioid uh,
2: overdose victims, which I think is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It's something that's obviously a very serious concern, not just here, but uh, across numbers of cities around the world. So it's it's good to see that there are apps looking to tackle this head on. Well, let's uh, talk about some of the uh, the app news uh, this week,
1: Graham. And uh, starting off with the story, uh, the voice chat, App Zello
2: turns a blind eye to jihadists for years. So this one's kind of it's very troubling uh, because you have this app. It's entirely voice driven. So, you know, some apps typically will have like a voice and a chat component. This one's voice driven, which means there are no records made uh, in real time, no contemporaneous records of what's said on this. Um, and uh, there's a number of apps like this. Zello is one. Discord uh, is one that's actually started out as something that's a voice chat app that's used for gamers to talk to each other, but now has found its uh, home in connecting a lot of communities, both through voice and through text chat. Uh, the CEO was notified um, by the Middle East Research Institute um, in 2016 that jihadists were using this. There was the Islamic State flag. Uh, there were uh, you know chat channels with jihad in the name uh, so this uh, research institute reached out to the, in the CEO name, in the name, it, right, right in the name. It's it's like this was not vague. It was not something that was hidden, which is again shocking that uh, you know things weren't uh, being more proactively being done about this, or even post actively being done about this. Uh, so the CEO is notified, says great thanks, and then does nothing about it. The research institute follows up, and of course, sure enough, uh, a suicide attack was carried out that was planned on Zello. And uh, to this day, you know, Zello uh, still really hasn't responded in my mind uh, adequately enough to deal with this. I don't know, Graham, like
1: uh, there's a fine line here. Obviously, this is, uh, I guess, a popular app because of the uh, anonymous nature, right? Yes. And so a lot of people now are concerned about, I guess, all our private information just going out everywhere. So these uh, anonymous type messaging apps are becoming more popular. Signal would be another one. Yes, that's correct. And so... This is going to happen. The bad people are going to use these apps. But at the
2: same time, we want these apps because we don't want to give our private information up. Absolutely. So so how do we deal with that? And and so this is kind of the problem. And I don't know that I necessarily have the answer to that. Um, I mean, this is sort of the thing where we take a look at the massive surveillance machine that was put in place that we saw Edward Snowden reveal. And, you know, this is uh, these agencies are tapping into information that quite typically should remain a little bit more private and a little bit more discreet. Um, meanwhile, we have these jihadists using this app right out in the open. And it's like, how did you guys manage to miss this one? Um, so meanwhile, it comes down to Zello to maybe perhaps take a look at things that might be obvious illegal activity, where, again, you have the Islamic State flag or jihadist messaging in the chat channel name. um Yeah, but do you think, okay, so they had that in the name. Do you think that really was jihadists or just a bunch of idiots? Uh, Well, from what I understand from this uh, this Middle East Research Institute, uh, it's both. (laughs) There are a bunch of idiots who are jihadists. So (laughs) just throwing that one out there. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Moving on, let's talk a little lighter. Uh, Instant Apps are Google's latest play to boot game developers to its service. What are Instant Apps?
2: So Instant Apps, essentially, it gives you a streamed app experience where you can click try this app and essentially it will stream this directly to your device so you can try the oh, app out. without loading it to your device. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. There's no commitment to load it onto your device. It's great, I suppose, if you have a lower space uh, requirement on your device. If you're on Wi-Fi, this is perfect because it's not going to be chewing up your data and gives you the opportunity to try an app out before you, uh, you know, either Buy it or uh, or download it.
1: Very cool. Facebook in the news uh, the past few weeks with the whole Cambridge Analytica uh, debacle. I'll call it uh, fifty million Facebook's users' uh, data uh, used by Cambridge Analytical Analytica uh, incorrectly. Some say illegally, uh, and this information went to the Trump campaign, and some are saying helped him win the election.
2: Yeah, so if you take a look, I mean, I would recommend that everyone go and watch the uh, two-part documentary series on uh, Cambridge Analytica. Uh, The first part basically covers uh, the service in general, and the second one uh, covers how the Trump campaign uh, interacted with Cambridge Analytica. This should be concerning for all of us, because Cambridge Analytica, in these uh, two interviews, revealed that they had no problem... Uh, creating fake news. They had no problem uh, disseminating fake headlines and directed people towards news sources that they had set up. Um, You know, I've actually, I've got a number of people who are on my news feed who uh, share things that, uh, you know, the news stories have no byline or they have bylines uh, where they're fictional characters. Like, you know, uh, one of them is Tyler Durden, um, which is a character from uh, Fight Club, (laughs) (laughs) Anytime your news is unsourced, anytime there are no corroborating records, anytime you are getting something from a fictional character, it should give you cause for concern. Uh, Cambridge Analytica admitted that they were the ones who came up with the idea of the quote unquote deep state. Um, This is like basically all of the talking points over the course of the last two years that we've had people turn to and say mainstream media is fake news. No, you've been manipulated. We have evidence of this now. How do we come back from this? It's hard because you have a lot of people who now this has become part of their identity. And it's like...
1: And you know how hard it is to change people's opinions about things. Like once you have an opinion, um, you're kind of set to that and you just seek out, continue to seek out. Uh, I guess, more information sources that reaffirm your view of the world.
2: And that's what Cambridge Analytica did is they built this echo chamber that basically put people into this space of you can't trust the mainstream media, which is the one thing that's going to be able to fact check and verify what it is that we're telling you. Trust these sources over here, which in reality were just more of the same people saying the same things. I think the most important thing here is uh, you know being able to look at independently verifiable sources, but also be willing to be wrong. Like Sometimes you take a look at something, you look at a news story, you believe it, and you know what? You're wrong. Uh, When you take a look at mainstream media, I I saw the Washington Post earlier this week posted a retraction saying, you know what, this information uh, came through one of our stories, and it was incorrect. Uh, Accurate sources will post retractions if they are wrong. Um, whereas these other sources will just gloss it over and they call it a gish gallop, right? Where basically they just try to hit you with this fire hose of falsehoods faster and faster. So you can't even go back and say, no, you were wrong about these last 10 things. You're now, now, now fighting the fire with this, this most recent one. what can we do
1: about this though, Graham? Like, where do we go from here? Like there are obviously other companies out there that are doing the same thing. The Russians have been involved in manipulating, uh, elections, uh, as well. How do we protect ourselves? Do you think the government needs to get involved in overseeing some of these large platforms? Because they obviously can't regulate themselves. They have failed absolutely miserably. Shame
2: on you, Facebook. And and this is really what it comes down to, is being able to turn to Facebook and being able to turn to even some news organizations and say, if you publish falsehoods, you will be punished for it. Um, This is the challenge, though, is if you go to the people now who have been essentially marginalized and compromised by this what actually was fake news? They're not going to trust the government because they've been actively told not to anymore. So we've actually seen something this week where you know Facebook has lost over a fifty billion dollars in valuation. Um, I know myself, along with a lot of other people, we've gone through. We've sanitized our Facebook profiles. Um, that data is still out there, though. Uh, that data is not going to go away. But um, Apple News actually is now being seen as a reliable platform because they have. You know, they've been vetting news over the course of the last two years. Thank God. And so, it, you know, it's interesting that people people trust Apple. And obviously, this is a private corporation that has their best interests at heart. Would we hear about a bend gate uh, through Apple News? Well, that's the question that we're going to have that remains to be seen is what is going to be the trusted platform going uh, forward? I know, but so now we're relying on these big tech companies
1: to be the gateway to trusted journalism. And I mean, that's great that Apple is doing this. And I, my hat's off, definitely. But we still got Facebook. We've got... Uh, Google
2: out there is the big behemoth, Amazon as well. And all three of those groups have, well, I mean, Google and Facebook quite recently have profited off of fake news over the course of the last two years. Amazon owns the Washington Post. And to be honest, that's actually one news source that I've been very impressed with. It is Amazon or is it Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Yes. Yeah, So sorry, you know, that vertical. Yeah, you just uh, did fake news. There. I just did fake news. <laughs> it's it's Jeff, not, um, but uh you know, I actually subscribed to them earlier this week. They've got this this tagline: "Democracy dies in darkness," and they've been doing some phenomenal reporting. So I think that's really Trump really comes doesn't down like to. the Washington Post. He really doesn't like the Washington <laughs> Post uh, for good reason because they are definitely putting his feet to the fire. Yeah. So, um, you know, the most important thing really is again have your news come from multiple sources. Be able to verify it, vet it, ask questions. Don't buy into things, um, you know, immediately. And take the time to actually review what what it is that's coming across your plate. If you're getting it shared through Facebook and you go to a single news source and nothing else verifies it, it's probably not real. I know, but people who like to read some of that crap, they don't care.
1: And this is where it it reaffirms their worldview.
2: And this is where it comes back to, you know, are you wrong? Can you be wrong?
1: I'm wrong a lot. (laughs) Let's switch gears here now and uh, get our iPhone. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash
2: the power of your iOS device. What do you got, Graham? So this one's another one for our iPhone 10 users. We've got a bit of a series going right now. Um, when you were looking to get access to your cover sheet, uh, in the past you used to swipe left for that, but swiping left brings you to your notifications now. So being able to get access to the cover sheet again... When you've unlocked your device, swipe down from the left ear. So if you take a look at your screen, you know that notch is there. The right ear brings you to Control Center. The left ear brings you to uh, the cover sheet, and that's the the new notification center. So that gives you access to uh, all of the things that you've had in the way of your notifications um, and, uh, you know, it gets you access to text messages and alerts that you may have missed. So that's your iPhone tip of the week. Thank you very much, Graham. When we come back from our break, we
1: will... Uh be chatting with a developer, Canadian developer, actually based on Vancouver Island, that's helping develop an app to uh, help combat the opioid overdose uh, crisis. And uh, we'll also be uh, looking at our Hot 5 countdown this week. Our Hot 5 app countdown this week is Do-It-Yourself Help Apps. Love that category. And of course, we'll also be talking about what's streaming this week on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network with Mike Agraboy and Graham Williams. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Here in British Columbia and really many parts of the world, uh, there has been a huge opioid crisis. Thousands of people are dying from overdosing on uh, drugs like fentanyl. Well, there uh, are kits out there now and uh, actually being distributed uh, here uh, in the province. uh, uh, Naloxone uh, kits that uh, can basically help save uh, people. Uh, that have overdosed and now potentially an app that can help uh, as well. That'll be coming out soon. On the line, we've got uh, Derek Jacoby uh, over from Vancouver Island. He is uh, developing an app called Nalpal. Thanks for joining us, Derek. Thanks a lot, Mike. Pleasure to be here. Tell us about Nalpal. What is this all about?
0: Yeah, so a group of us uh, at a uh, non-profit uh, that I run, Victoria Makerspace, uh, took a naloxone training course about a year ago uh, and we uh, were talking uh, just uh, a couple months ago and realizing that not one of us had used that kit, even though we'd been within a hundred meters of uh, a place where it could have saved a life. Uh, and it uh, got to thinking about how would we rectify that. Uh, and uh, South Island Prosperity uh, is a, a group that sponsors a, a competition for uh, a, a technology that can do social good. Uh, and we thought to put together an application uh, for uh, iOS and Android uh, that uh, can link up people that need an naloxone kit for an overdose situation uh, with those that have taken the training.
1: And what what inspired you to do this? Uh, Really uh,
0: a a combination of awareness of uh, the fact that there's an opioid crisis going on. Uh, It's uh, been uh, just increasing uh, asymptotically uh, the number of people that are dying every year from uh, opiates such as fentanyl and carfentanil. uh, And a desire to uh, bring uh, some of the students at the University of Victoria into uh, uh, socially good development projects that can uh, uh, spur their learning.
1: When this comes out, uh, will people have to pay for this app? Will it be free?
0: Oh, no, absolutely not. We're open sourcing uh, all the uh, stuff we're doing here. Uh, so uh, not only will it benefit uh, our uh, partners here in Victoria, the uh, AIDS Vancouver Island Society is the uh, a group that first distributed naloxone kits on the island and are still the largest distributor of them. Uh, and we're working very closely with their uh, uh, clients and their uh, counselors uh, in making sure the app suits the needs of their community. Uh, but we're also uh, building it uh, entirely open source so that other organizations in other parts of the country uh, can adapt it for
1: their use. I love that. Have you seen anything like this? In- uh, other places
0: yeah there are a few things that we drew inspiration from uh, there's a uh, CPR uh, finder app uh, for uh, finding someone that can uh, do CPR if you have a heart attack or something uh, uh, and uh, that was one of the initial uh, inspirations. Uh, uh, St. John's Ambulance is uh, doing uh, one for uh, AEDs, the uh, automatic electronic defibrillators. Uh, and then there's a group in Vancouver uh, working on an app called Bravely uh, that uh, isn't just for naloxone, but is uh, trying to uh, match people uh, up with uh, anything they might need, be it from blankets to foods to uh, to medicine. Uh, so there are a number of apps out there trying to make connections uh, for, uh, for social good. Uh, we're just trying to hit a, a very narrow, specific use case to focus on our
1: clients. How are you paying for all this
0: well, the uh, competition from uh, South Island Prosperity uh, gave us a uh, $15,000 grant, uh, which uh, is uh, going part of the way. Yeah, we're actually using some uh, matching money from MyTax to hire some student developers. Uh, uh, and uh, then we've got a uh, partner here, uh, North Studio, a local web development company, uh, that uh, are providing mentorship to the students. Uh, and so it really works well. really well from both sides, uh, that a uh, little bit of money to keep the students working uh, uh, on it, uh, some mentorship from a local company, uh, and then a committed local partner in Vancouver Island to actually get it out to the people who need it. Mm -hmm.
1: Talking uh, with our friend uh, Derek Jacoby over from Vancouver Island all about the new Nalpal app and and when uh, will this be available?
0: We're going to do a very limited beta release in June uh, just to test it out with some of the people at AVI uh, and uh, uh, then uh, hoping that by the end of the summer we get it out in everybody's hands who needs it.
1: Well I think you're uh, doing great work there. Thanks for joining us and, and good luck with the app.
0: Thanks
1: a lot, Max. I sure appreciate it. Let's uh, switch gears now and learn something about our iPhones.
2: iPhone Tip of the Week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do you got, Graham? So this week's iPhone Tip of the Week goes out to iPhone 10 users. This is kind of a fun one. Um, if you've got a brand new iPhone X, you've probably noticed that you don't have a home button. Shock, horror. But at the bottom of the screen, you probably noticed the home bar. Uh, there's a lot of really fun things that you can do with the home bar. If you uh, if you swipe up on it, it, you, it brings you back home. If you swipe up and hold, it brings into the app switcher, which is a great way to switch between apps, but i got a faster way to switch apps for you. You can actually swipe left and right, right on the home bar itself, in any application and it will take you back and forth between the apps that you're using. This is an incredibly fast way to get around your operating system and can be a great way to get back and forth between two separate apps that you're using. If, say, for example, you're copying files or copying uh, text, pardon me, from uh, from uh, app to app. So this week's iPhone tip of the week, swipe back and forth on your home bar on your iPhone X to get between apps. Still lots more to talk about on the app show today, including our Hot 5
1: countdown. This week, it's the Hot 5 do-it-yourself help apps course we'll also be talking about what's streaming this week on streaming services like Netflix Crave and Amazon Mike and Graham here for the app show on the chorus radio network back after this you are back with the app show Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams still lots more to talk about in the world of apps including what's streaming this week on Netflix Amazon and Crave TV and of course uh, we'll be getting a few apps of the week including game and fitness app of the week and of course travel app of the week at the end of the program Right now, though, uh, Graham, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, my favorite segment. The Weekly App Hot Five. This week, it's uh, all about do-it-yourself. This is the Hot Five Do-It-Yourself App Week.
2: What do we got for uh, number five? Well, number five is coming from a bit of a design sense, and that is house, H-O-U-Z-Z, home design and shopping. Uh, so from a DIY perspective, if you're looking for some design help, you can flip through here, uh, set the type of places that you like, the uh, price that you're looking for, and it will show you some beautiful uh, you know, locations, houses and rooms, uh, as well as price tags for all of the stuff that's in the room. Um, they've actually done a really good job of creating their own original content, which you can actually access through the app. So there's uh, tons of videos. Uh, there's some really great, great blog articles, and you can actually follow designers. It's almost a bit of a social network as well. Um, you can follow designers. You can follow um uh, different contractors. So if you want to DIY, you can find the ideas. If you want to have someone DIY for you, uh, you can you can do that. It's not do it yourself anymore, though, is it? Well, it's you know do it yourself by picking up picking up the phone and getting somebody to do
1: it. That's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> that way things go. Much much better. We're talking hot
2: five countdown this week. This week it's the hot five
1: do-it-yourself help apps. Number four,
2: and this is the big one: Pinterest. Pinterest is absolutely great for this, um, being able to connect with people who, uh, quite recently, will show you really really cool stuff, and in a lot of cases, will have tutorials to go along with it as well. Uh, I'm I'm a huge Pinterest fan. I've got lots of pin boards where I've kind of found little projects that I've wanted to do. I've gone through a lot of them um, and and done this stuff, and it's been really great in learning new skills, but also in starting out with a finished product, knowing what you want to get to and following the steps to get, that right, get there. There are literally billions of ideas. Yeah, unreasonably a massive amount of content. On the Hot 5 countdown this week, Hot 5 do-it-yourself help apps. We are at number three, Snap Snapguide. Snapguide's really great because it is um, something where you can create your own, uh, how-to guides but you can also consume all of these how-to guides. So everything from recipes, DIY projects, fashion fashion ideas, little life hacks. Um, they, they do a really great job of putting things together for people in a very organized way. If you've ever watched a, a YouTube tutorial video, this is kind of a YouTube tutorial video on steroids where you actually get everything from video content, image content, and text kind of explaining the steps as you go along. It's, it's really it's a great app to use.
1: Odd five app countdown here on the app show with Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams. Uh, we're at number two DIY
2: tip genius. So this is some, an app put out by uh, Family Handyman magazine and essentially takes all of these DIY tips um, and puts them out with some uh, techniques and guides on how to go about optimizing different parts of your life. Um, and this is available for Android and iOS, a really cool app and collects some really good stuff.
1: And number one in the top five countdown this week for top five do-it-yourself help
2: apps, WikiHow. This one is so prolific. And it's actually, it's kind of funny because there are some really hilarious uh, illustrations that go along with a lot of the WikiHow guides. Um, They do everything from, you know, changing your oil to maintaining a rain barrel to framing a jigsaw puzzle, uh, illustrations and videos. Like I said, if you haven't checked out WikiHow, go check it out for the illustrations alone. They're an absolute riot. I know we didn't mention it, but I, I, I use all the
1: time as well as YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. All the videos, uh, up there. Like I had to fix my dishwasher one time, my oven, and I'm not like a handy guy, but I was able to follow the videos and actually save myself a truckload of money. And I didn't burn the house down.
2: And it seems like somebody has got a video for everything. Like you've got that 2003 Pontiac vibe. and need to clean your oxygen sensor. Guess what? We've got a video for you. I know it's amazing. Like I my
1: my son had a uh, an old 2006 BMW and as as you can imagine things start going wrong with older cars. Um his little switch for his windows stopped working and I was able to go online on YouTube and actually watch a video on how to take it out and replace it. I saved myself like 250 bucks and the part only cost me 25 bucks. Thank you YouTube. I know uh, before
2: we get to streaming uh, coming up after the break, do you have a game of the week for us, Graham? Our game of the week this week is a big one. Uh, this has come out in the last two weeks. It's called Fortnite BR. Uh, and there are two main games out here on the market that are that are like this. There is uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which we've talked about in the past, and Fortnite Battle Royale. That's what the BR stands for. Uh, this is available for uh, iOS and for Android. Uh, currently, right now, it's invite only, but the invites are going out fast and furious. You can sign up on Epic's uh, website, but basically you're dropped into an island. You have nothing but your wits to survive. You need to find weapons and ammo and try to be the last one standing. Uh, so there is a storm coming in from the uh, from off off the coast, and it's coming in a, a smaller concentric circle, uh, forcing players closer and closer together. It's very much like the Hunger Games. Uh, it is currently free-to-play and will continue to be free-to-play, and uh, there are microtransactions in the game, but they are for cosmetic things, so making yourself look different or have different uh, emote activities or having a different cool paraglider. That's Fortnite BR. A paraglider. Yeah. These, uh, these types of games are very popular. This was the number one uh, rev- game for revenue on the App Store, and it is invite-only. So you can't buy the game. You have to be invited to it. And they managed to to snag the highest revenue for this past week. That's uh, amazing. Absolutely incredible.
1: When we come back from the break, still lots more to talk about here on the App Show. We'll be talking about what's streaming, some of the hottest TV shows and movies on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. And uh, we'll also get a fitness tip of the week from Graham. Back after this. You are back with the app show before we get to what's streaming this week on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. And there's a lot of cool TV shows and movies.
2: Let's get to our fitness app of the week. What do you got, Graham? So this week's fitness app of the week, uh, it's a pricey one. This is called Aptiv, A-A-P-T-I-V. And so it's a comprehensive in-ear personal trainer. So basically, put your headphones in, and you get 2,500 audio classes, 15 trainers, uh, with a new one added each week. There are 30 classes added every week as well, and you get unlimited use with your subscription, so you won't find yourself doing the same workout over and over. Now, these workouts are audio-driven. You just listen and follow along. And that could be running, lifting, cycling, race training. They've got classes to help you work towards all of your goals. It's $14.99 a month, or $99 a year, and that is available for both iOS and Android. Thank you, Graham. Streaming this week. Let's uh, check out now
1: what's uh, happening on the streaming services. There is a a truckload of stuff this week, uh, Graham. All right. So let's start with uh, Netflix, alias Grace.
2: I think of all the things that have been written about me that I am an inhuman female demon, that I am an innocent victim of a blackguard forced against my will in danger of my own life.
0: Very deep within her the knowledge is there.
1: Knowledge of guilt or of innocence. That I am cunning and devious. This is a a period piece about uh, a murderess and uh, a new series on Netflix. Also on Netflix this week, I know you're going to like this one, Graham. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies.
2: It began with the Black Plague. Within weeks, the dead began to rise. This cannot be. Hunting for human flesh.
0: Now, the few of us that are left have only one way to survive. We must bring the fight to them. I wanna get your water.
1: If you like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, this is your dream come true.
2: Well, this joins Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter uh, as a movie. And uh, my favorite book, actually, which was uh, Queen Victoria Demon Slayer. Uh, did great. you actually read it? I did. I did. Uh, they're pure trash and I absolutely love them. <laughs> <laughs> a period piece meets zombies. You got to
1: check that one out. Again, Pride, Prejudice and Zombies. Next one here with Helen Mirren. I love this one. Eye in the Sky.
0: This is Colonel Powell. She's going to walk you through the capture of Aisha Al-Hadi, a.k.a. Susan Danford. We have intelligence of a meeting between Danford and numbers four and five on our most wanted list. We believe that they're connected to the recent suicide bombing in Kenya.
1: Graham, this one, uh, I don't know if you saw it, it was uh, just amazing. Just basically uh, the UK and American military working together to take out a target. And all the technology associated with it, you would be just blown away, like at how good the drones uh, are that they're using on this. I'm gonna have to check this one out. Loved it. Uh, Also on Netflix, a comedy, Happy Anniversary.
0: I'm not happy.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's not funny, but (laughs) it is uh, a a comedy. And again, uh, launching on uh, Netflix, uh, already launched uh, March 30th. Uh, This one here is uh, one for the comic book lovers uh, out there, again on Netflix. Did you ever read uh, The Killing Joke? Probably one of my favorite graphic novels of all time. Uh, again it's called Batman the Killing Joke uh, fantastic graphic novel novel from back in the 90s uh, kind of an origin story for the Joker I believe it was Alan Moore that wrote it uh, fantastic they've actually made an animated movie out of it uh, with uh, Mark Hamill doing uh, the voice I've been thinking about you and me about how this is going to end about who will end up killing who. perhaps you'll kill me Perhaps I'll kill you. You know that, don't you? It's, uh, the the graphic novel was amazing, and uh, I know it's an animated movie. Not everyone's into animated movies. I think it's like a kid movie. This is far from a kid movie. This This is very adult.
2: It's incredibly dark. Um, You've got uh, Mark Hamill uh, as probably the most iconic Joker in my mind. Uh, He did Batman in the Animated Series and a lot of the Batman animated pieces, including the Arkham Asylum games. And Kevin Conroy as Batman, who for me is really, he's, he truly is Batman. So this is a great, if you haven't seen these two as uh, Batman and the Joker, you you owe it to yourself to check this out.
1: Also, uh, oh, this is a, a really great one. I don't know if you remember this movie, uh, Graham.
0: The residents of 817 East 8th Street are about to lose everything they have. What do you mean those tenants are still in there?
1: Tonight, I'll have them out by tonight
0: nothing in this world can save them. Nothing but a miracle.
1: Did you see this movie? This I is from back uh, way back uh, oh, essentially uh, what was the the year on this one here? 1987. 1987. Oh my God. Uh, so this is about uh, an apartment building um, that is being slated for demolition by evil developers and these little um, alien
2: flying robots flying saucer people they come and help them I haven't seen this since probably the early 90s I think I watched this on beta cassette yeah yeah. I'm going to make my
1: kids watch this they'll hate (laughs) me for it but
2: I'm going to make them do it
1: Uh, next up dare to be wild on Netflix
2: I believe that
1: man is nature nature man one and the same thank you for my gold medal for garden design
0: at the Chelsea flower show
1: I'd like to apply for the competition. You
0: sound extremely young. Chelsea is for seasoned professionals.
1: There is no
2: such thing.
1: Again, uh, on Netflix, Dare to be Wild. Uh, We also have a few more here. uh, Also on Netflix uh, this week. Oh, sorry. We're switching over to uh, Amazon Prime now. The Little Hours. I would love to play a clip from this. It stars Alison Brie. Uh, It's got Dave Franco in it. Uh, but I can't. It's so much swearing in it, but it is hilarious. We we tried. We tried to find a good clip and just couldn't do it. No, it was a little, uh, little difficult. Uh, next up, uh, a piece, uh, a movie about uh, the Ukraine back in the Stalin days. I was
2: born in a country where anything was possible. We celebrated simple freedoms to live and to love. Marry me but there have always been those who would try to take our freedom Ukraine
0: must be taught to bow to our will
1: without its vast harvest of grain Russia cannot exist so this actually takes place back in 1932 and Stalin and uh, Russia taking over the Ukraine I'm, I'm very curious to see this it should be pretty good Uh, Another oldie, but goodie. The Blue A
0: wooden ship. Fire! A fire at sea. Up you go! And two young children are cast adrift. Fortune washes them ashore on a fertile isle. But fate deserts them.
1: This uh, starred, uh, I guess, her breakout role, or one of her breakout roles, Brooke Shields. Very young Brooke Shields. Yeah, it was kind of a, uh, a saucy, spicy movie back then. I wasn't allowed to watch it, but somehow I think I snuck in and I watched it anyway. Uh, also uh, on, uh, Am- no, I think this is on Crave TV. So many streaming services now. Uh, Jay-Z Carmichael. means way more to me than Martin Luther King.
2: I know every Jay-Z lyric. I only know like four bars of the I Have a Dream speech one parent that speaks honestly about the kid that's like look this is my son and he reads like a fifth
1: grader what do you want from us i think about ISIS a lot i got invited to a lesbian wedding just kept staring at the invitation thinking ISIS isn't gonna like this and that's it for streaming this week when we come back it's travel app of the week so stay tuned for the app show back after this you're back with Get Connected, Mike and Graham here in studio.
2: It's Travel App of the Week. Graham, what do we got? So, the Travel App this week is Google Trips. So, if you've been on a trip recently, you've probably decided to plan out your entire itinerary. And what do we do? We print out the confirmation for uh, pretty much everything, you end up with a stack of paper that you take with you. Um, you know, my dad actually has a leather folio that he takes with him that basically, you know, the Statue of Liberty, she carries that tablet around. Yes. Uh, my, my dad looks like that when he goes on trips <laughs> with this thing. It's it's massive. So Google Trips uh, basically is the place that keeps all your reservations, your safe places, your possible itineraries, other information, everything that you need. Visas. Uh, it scans your Gmail account because it's Google, and that's what they do, to look for this info and suggests it when you're going on a trip. Um, also integrates with Google Maps, so basically gives you access to Not only maps, but reviews of restaurants, bars, attractions, suggesting things that you would possibly want to do. It's an incredibly handy app.
1: And it keeps you in the Google universe. (laughs) The
2: Gooniverse, if you will. The the Gooniverse.
1: Well, this is kind of cool. I like uh, the fact that uh, it's got the integration with Google Maps. And, um, uh, you know, if you're with a family, for example, it's great if you actually plan some of these things in advance. Because it just makes the trip a lot easier.
2: Yeah. And being able to access all of your confirmation numbers, all of that stuff like that, you'd never want to get to the the car rental place and go, which one did we rent from again? I've done that. I've
1: waited in a line down in LA. I went to the car rental place. You know how they have like the 10 different ones there. And I waited in line for half an hour to find out I was in the wrong car rental company's (laughs)
2: lineup. Nothing worse.
1: Yes. So if I had Google Trips, I wouldn't have been the big idiot. Okay. I was. So there we go. Google Trips from now on. (laughs) Looks like that's all the time we have left here on the App Show. I want to thank uh, Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams for helping put it together and Graham coming in to host this uh, as well. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected every Saturday here on the Chorus Radio Network, 10 a.m. Vancouver time. This is Mike and Graham signing off for the App Show. We'll see you again next time.